Yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? It's your boy. It's your homie. I ain't no buster. It's surprise to the OG, the prize Alex Price. And you are here watching the Three Count Podcast, baby. What's good? Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Wintering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. That's right, and by all these episodes, you should be saying it with me. I am your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can, and that's why it's never about me, but it's about who's in the ring. And who's entering the ring today? Well, you see him right there. Yes, see my man right there. He is WT BIP Russell Open JCW GCW Limitless CW Enjoy New Texas LA Fights versus JCW and for this weekend too. C4 this weekend too. And not only C4 this weekend, what else is the other one I got? Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. I know I got C4 this weekend, and I got uh, DPW, Deadlock Pro in North Carolina. The Prize City OG is going all over the place. As you can see, I'm spotting my gold, the Southeast Trash Belt, the Stupid Bone Storm Championship, and this Northeast Beauty right here, the Limitless Wrestling World Championship, baby. That's right. You see him right there? He is the Prize City OG, Alec Price. What's good? Yo, what's up, man? How you been? I'm chilling, I'm chilling, you know, chilling like a villain. Just worked out, ate some nice chicken and rice, chicken and Spanish rice, and I'm about to work out again after. You know, you feel that way too, right? You're just like, oh, and after like a good pump session, man, you get yourself like all hyped up. You're like, I got to get, like, I got to get another one in Yo, towards the end of the day, just like so a sleep well, and then wake up and start the morning feeling great. <laughs> you know that, bro, feeling great physically and mentally. Hell yeah, man. Yo, so I did check it out, and I did see that you were from Boston. Man, I'm not going to even front, dude. I love me some Worcester, Massachusetts. Yeah, bro. I mean, I love Worcester, but, you know, I'm from the bean town, the bloody bean in East Boston, Massachusetts. I was born in Southie, raised in Eastie. Okay. Nice, nice, man. My my uncle going to flip, dude, because uh, he's a he's a Brockton boy himself, so he's just like – he knows about it, so yeah. You know, yo, Brockton gets down, no cap. Yeah, yo, it <laughs> really gets down, it gets down and dirty in Brockton. Yo, so hey, man, on the real, let's find out, man. Who is Alec Price? Alec Price, um, no cap. I'm just a ballsy mouth, uh, ballsy mouth, loudmouth with a death wish. I was born in East Boston. You know, I grew up in a two and a half bedroom apartment with a family of seven. Um, you know, we didn't really have much, but we, you know, my dad, you know, was a work hardworking man. You know, we took care of the bills, you know, what we could have, we had, you know what I mean? Like we had what we needed to survive, but we, that's what we did. We survived everything I've gotten in my life. I had to get with my own hands. You know what I mean? So like, I'm just, I'm just a hardworking individual that just wants to take over the world. I want everything I didn't have so I can pass it on to them, to my son or my kid or whenever I have, like, I don't have no kids. But whenever I do have a next generation, I want to be able to take care of them and take care of my family, too. So that's me. No, that's lit, though, man, because I feel like that's just that's just good life things anyway. Right. We always make sure that we have something representing for the next the next generation of us. Right. Like, you know, no. Cap yeah. yeah plus, like, yo, like, like I grew up in Eastie. Not a lot of people from Eastie ever made it out of Eastie. Right. Kind of like a, a circle. I want to be the first person to put Eastie on the map. 
There you go, though. That makes sense, though. And I understand. I know a lot of our people that are watching the show, they don't get it because they're not from Massachusetts. So we're going to have to let, we have to clue them in, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yo, what brought you into the sport, though? Uh, I've always, like, uh, like, I remember, like, early memories of me and my Nana. We'd be sitting in front of the TV watch wrestling. She was a big wrestling fan. She loved wrestling. Um, I remember, like, she would be like, if she watched wrestling, the whole block watched wrestling. She'd be like, Travis, rip his head off. Like, it was crazy. But, um, you know, I watched it with her. She loved Devon Eriks. Um, when she died, like, I didn't really watch it with anybody kind of fell off from wrestling for a little bit. Cause just where I grew up, like no one was fucking, no one was messing with wrestling and you know what I mean? In the hood, like in the hood schools, like it was just, I didn't have anybody else to love it, like to share with. And then I bet my boy Eddie and then he had like all the belts and all the, the toys and like everything. Like it was like, he had all the games and stuff. So like I found somebody that was on the same level of like, yo, somebody else loves wrestling as much as I do. I have someone to talk to about it. And like, tell all these crazy stuff that I've been like going on the internet and watching, you know what I mean? About wrestling. And, um, after that, I, um, did a year of backyard. I almost got like, I almost think, I think I almost broke my neck one day. Cause somebody gave me like a wrong Canadian destroyer. And then mm-hmm. I decided to find a wrestling school. So I went to the belt time club in Wakefield, Massachusetts. I've been trained by, uh, Bo Douglas and Benny Jooks. Bo Douglas was trained by Killer Kowalski and Bo, uh, Benny Jooks was trained by Tony Roy and Richard Burns. Um, so, you know, I went there and I fell in love with it. I feel like it's the one thing in my life, like I've been put on this earth to do. I've done sports throughout my life. You know what I mean? Like I played basketball, baseball, football, hockey, track, everything that I can get my hands on because I was an active kid, but I was a good, I was a good athlete, good player. Never really was it. You know what I mean? Like my brother was the football star. My other brother's mechanic. The other brother was this, you know what I mean? Like I, when I step in that ring, I feel like this is what I was supposed to be. Yeah, and no doubt, man, like, when I watch you in a ring, too, because I've watched a few of your matches now, and uh, I could definitely tell, like, you're just, like, that's that's a comfort zone, right? And the very few people ever find, like, that real comfort zone that they're excited about. So, yeah. knowing I see that, man, especially when I watched you in uh, Tyree Taylor work, I was like, yo, this man just having way too much fun in his ring doing all the things that he's doing. <laughs> yo, I love it. It's, it's crazy. Yo, so tell me, man, what's the worst bump that you've taken? Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I like I, I ain't no. Uh, I, like I, I really don't like. I, I like taking crazy bumps. I'm, I'm not really like one to like. I don't know. I, nothing really. I kind of like bumping. So I think maybe like I took one power bomb where like it was like he like tucked me in and I accidentally hit my head. But other than that, that nothing really like too like hurtful to me. I've taken, but I've taken some crazy stuff. I took like a burning hammer off the top rope. Um, I'm taking a fisherman buster, a fisherman buster through like a ladder. I got the stick up hit on me to a ladder. Like I'm taking a lot of crazy bumps, but <laughs> nothing really that hurts. Not yet, at least, man. Wait till yeah, you not yet. Age, I'm, I'm you still can... young, you know. Because yeah. I, mean? <laughs> I know, like, I sit back and I'm watching, and like. And, you know, I'm in my late 30s, man, and I had just started. So I'm, like, watching everybody else take these bumps. And I'm like, you know what, man? Like, I think I'm good. I think we're good <laughs> right where I'm at. <laughs> Yo, so talk to me, man. Like, after you get done with, like, a match or, like, you know, after a show, what's that post-match meal that you got to have? 
Oh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, usually because I get out so late, it's like whatever's open. But like, if if it's like a Wawa's, I gotta have like a club, like a turkey and ham club. If we're going to Sheets, I gotta get those pizzas. Like they five me pizzas of fire. Like Sheets is crazy good. Other than that, it's just legit whatever's open. I can eat anything. I just don't like fish or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, unless it's like caught a haddock and it's made by my mom, I'm not eating it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't trust no seafood from no fast food or no restaurants for some reason. <laughs> no, I 100% feel that. 100%. I, if I stop at a gas station, whether it's a Sheets or a Wawa's, and I see there's like Rockport fish sandwich, I'm like, no. Like, no. Nah. Yeah, no, right I'm just gonna, yeah, get away from me. <laughs> I'll find me a Taco Bell or something, man. Like, I'm good. <laughs> Yo, all right. Well, then talk to me about like one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn so far in the business. Uh, there's a lot of fake people. Um, you know, like you don't really realize it. Like when I was like green and I just started out, I thought like, New England was only it. And then I finally got like a step out of New England or out of the Northeast. And I was like, holy shit. Like, it's not just it. Like all these people that I thought were like the top guys and on top were like, like they were just like phonies. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they were phonies, but like you, the way they talked about them was like, they were getting booked everywhere under the sun. And then you go out and you realize like, oh, these guys were just, you know, hyping themselves up. You feel me? Like, you just got to realize there's a lot of fake people in this business. But when you find a real one, like, there's a lot of real people, too. They're few and far between, but there are real people. Like, I met a lot of real people, and I met a lot of fake people, but I'm a professional, and I can handle myself. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's probably it. Like, other than that, and, like, what else? Um, oh, always listen to C.W. Anderson. <laughs> yes yes that's always great listen to cw anderson i'll tell you the story like so we were me and my boys were driving back from south carolina and um it was me channing thomas my trainer and uh my uh cameraman named paul and we were driving back and he told us listen there's a snowstorm coming and nobody down here knows how to handle a snowstorm like take the coast it won't hit it it takes a little bit longer but take the coast i'm telling you they go, okay, okay, we're going to listen, C.W. Anderson. They start driving. They look at the GPS. My boy goes, hey, you know, it says it's the regular amount of time if we just go up the regular way. And Paul, you know, being the person that's been wrestling longer, supposed to be the vet, goes, you know what? If, if you think that's going to work, let's do it. Let's go. If it's the same amount of time, let's go. We got stuck in the worst snowstorm. I've like it like these people do not know how to handle a snowstorm. There are cars on the side of the highway. There are freaking dead bodies. People are getting pulled out the ditch. They got these crazy snow machines that go sideways and you think a tractor trailer is flipping over. We freaking turned a couple of like it was like like it was crazy. We were going twenty on the highway and it looks like the Millennial Falcon like when we're going when it was yeah. going into hyperspace. Yeah, that's a great we're stuck way. in that's this a great car. Way to explain it. <laughs> Yo, it's stuck in this car for like it's supposed to be like a you know 10 hour trip right nah we're in that car for 26 hours oh no because we got stuck in south carolina i freaking passed out i woke up and it's the morning paul's like i don't know what we're gonna do i can't drive in the snow like we're gonna be stuck here for a couple days my train has been sleeping all night he's like you know what i mean he wakes up he goes what do you mean 
keeps get out of the, and he freaking kicks Paul out of the freaking driver's seat, drives us through the rest of the snowstorm. And the minute we hit Virginia, it just stopped. Like it, it that was yo, <laughs> that was crazy. That was bad. Yeah. So so the moral of the story: <laughs> always listen to C.W. Anderson. Yo, I tell you, man. Uh, the funniest thing is that. So I live in Baltimore, right? Yeah. And my guy, when it's raining, it's <laughs> actually, let me, let me, let me caveat this. When there's the thought of rain, I'm talking about you Baltimoreans out there. Don't worry. You're going to hear this too. And yeah. you all know it's true. <laughs> the thought of rain, suddenly there's like eight car accidents happening on the <laughs> road, bro. You want to talk about like, I've driven in some of the worst cities ever (laughs) whether whether it be honolulu hawaii or (laughs) baltimore maryland or boston massachusetts i said what i said y'all know boston though boston yo Yo. people do not know how to drive out here i do but they don't like it's crazy i i legitimately have driven i've watched these cars in baltimore just collide yeah just like one i just watched like clouds come over i'm just like all right on the defense because i know it's gonna have one drop boston's like (laughs) what happens i like trust yeah man like so someone gave me advice and was like hey don't go that route Mm -hmm. take this way i'm yeah i'm going that way (laughs) i'm going that way i'm not going that route yeah no i feel you i I, they should have listened i just didn't say that was green but then i'm on the road like why didn't we just go the other way? Why didn't we listen to CW? Like, <laughs> cars were abandoned on the highway. It was crazy. Hell, yeah, I totally understand. And so, actually, and then to credit to your other point, right, it was something that uh, O'Shea Edwards has said to me, right? He said, uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of people. You're going to know a lot of people. You're going to have a lot of friends in this business, but just know that all your friends aren't going to be on your team, and then everybody on your team isn't going to be in your corner. And ever since I heard that, I was like, man, like, it's almost not like a paranoia feeling, but it's one of those sleep with one eye open kind of deals where you're just kind of like, it's just right, like, it's just like, track yeah, it's just like, I, I compare wrestling to just like, if you're on a, if you're a running track, right? You're on a team with people, you're all trying to beat the opposite team, but you're also still facing your teammates in the events. And you're trying to score better than your teammates because there's that. So it's it's legit the same thing. Like everyone is a family, and then but not everyone's your family, right? You know what I mean. But you're gonna have to be. There's moments where you're fighting your family for your opportunities because you know we are we are every every wrestler is their own business and their own per. You know what I mean? Like their own their own, like private contractors basically. Yep. So like if there's a, if there's if we're bidden like it's like trash. If you're bidding for uh for a city, you know what I mean? The other Perth, the other company's gonna bid for that city. It's the same thing in wrestling. If I'm trying to get on that show and you're trying to get on that show, we're both trying to do what we have to do to get on that show. It doesn't mean you're gonna stab somebody in the back, but it means like I'm trying to get my stuff there first. You know what I mean? Yep. And then that's the other part where you're gonna have to kind of trust yourself and know like, hey man, like I know I put out a good product. If it's not meant for me this time, shit, maybe there'll be another time where I might have that opportunity. That's what I'm Actually. Saying. And I've always been, you know, it's funny because recently, like, uh, I had a, there was like a miscommunication and uh, I just reached out to a company. I was like, Hey man, like, I know we talked about this before, but it's, you know, do you guys have a spot? And they're like, no, of course you would fill it. And I was like, bet I'll still head up yeah. you know, in case something happens. But you know, it's like, that's just like an offer service. But if someone came to me and was like, Hey, uh, we want to bring on our show on this date. I'm like, sorry, bro. 
I'm going to go take the other date that, uh, that I am versus like the one that could possibly be there. Yeah. Like, it's just like, if you got, if you're open that day, people come take the book and like everyone's roads different. Sometimes you may not get there the first time, but you'll get back there the second. Like it just takes a little bit. Like somebody, like people get signed within a year or six months, but then people takes people 10 years to get signed and be on TV. Facts. Just wrestling. Yeah, it really is. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Uh, people be like, I, I, like I say, pay dues, and I mean pay dues like just the term that I I learned because I was trained old school. Like, go to shows, help out. Doesn't mean you got to be someone's like, like someone's. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't have to like do everything possible to do like, but like show up, help out. You know what I mean? Ask them if they need help. Like, just show that you want to be, like, you want to be on their shows. There's a lot of people that I feel like nowadays just expect to be on something or they should be on something because they're on this. Like, no, everybody has to pay their dues. For the first year and a half of my career, I was on the road with big time wrestling up and down the East Coast paying my dues. Not, I wasn't, like, I went on those shows knowing that I probably wasn't going to wrestle, but I was there to, like, to, to show face and meet people and see the country and, like... That's, you know what I mean? Like, what wrestling's supposed to do. Like, I feel like a lot of people just, like, they see people getting signed within a year, and then they're like, oh, that shouldn't be me. But it's like, you have to put in the work. Those people put in the work, and even if they did it, everyone's road's different. They could get there because they just got the right opportunity and the right people seeing them. You know what I mean? So if you just want to make it into this business, just show you want to make it. Like, I love this shit. Like, this is something that, like, I, I would, I want to do for the rest of my life. This is something that, like, if I couldn't, produce the product that I know I can. I don't want to do it because I, I love this shit so much. So like prove that you love it, prove that you want to do it. Like I hate people that just come in and like, they don't really care about it. And they got like the best look that any, like they, they have a look that people would want, but they don't, they don't care about it. It's just, it, it just upsets me because I want this so bad and I have to work twice as hard as anybody else because I know that I always have to prove myself whether I'm in that ring or outside that ring. I mean, I feel I feel that point, dude. Like, I know, like for me, because I'm on, on the other side of things. Like, I'm on the back end of the of what people call like your prime, right? And I'm like, yo, like, I mean, DDP me got signed in his thirties. He was yeah, like, he was like thirty four. Like, I'm like, yo, give me. I was like, just give me an opportunity, and I'll show you what I can do. That's all I need. And That's even if saying. you give me some dark match, I don't care. Just whatever. Let me show you what I can do. People don't do that. They just expect to be like, I'm going to get that book in. It's like, you got to go out and show face. You got to like, if there's, there's two sides of wrestling. There's the wrestling in the ring. There's the wrestling outside the ring. You got to be, you are your own business. You are your, your own professional. So you got to be professional. And like, you want you, like, if you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's not hard, but people just, that's the only thing. Like, I'm still five years in. I'm not no vet. You know what I mean? I still have a long road to go and a lot to learn, but this is just something that I, like I, it helped me get booked. Like when I when I was when I was green and I you know I started showing up at Limitless and I just got on their Let's Russell shows and I was at every Limitless show since I was on Let's Russell or I was at Beyond running cables helping them like run cables or do whatever they need and then I got on Beyond shows and then I was in the tournament for tomorrow. Now I'm there and I'm the ace. You know what I mean? Now I'm the Limitless World Champion because I proved that I wanted it every time I kept going there and showing that I wanted this and getting better at every opportunity that they gave me. So you just got to work for it. You got to prove like people are always going to be like, I don't know about him. 
and then you're going to have to prove like to work 10 times harder than anybody else because you know that they don't know about you. You know what I mean? Yep. hundred percent. Got to prove everyone wrong. Yep. Hey, so you've been in a lot of different locker rooms and a lot of different areas. So I'm kind of curious and I need to know one do and one don't of the locker room. Uh, I mean, obviously one don't is don't steal from anybody in the locker room. Because, I mean, I hate thieves. Everybody hates thieves. Like, we're in the same locker room. Sometimes locker rooms are big. Sometimes they're really small. And everybody's trusting in the other person to not take anything. You know what I mean? Like, that's definitely one don't. One do, say say hi to everybody. You know, a lot of people don't know. Like, they do the shake and hit. You got to shake hands. Um, that's just one way. Like, I was trained. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh it's just respectful. You know what I mean? Like even if you don't like somebody shake the hands, there's plenty of people that I don't like, but I still shake the hand as a professional because I'm a professional. My personal stuff doesn't have to get into wrestling. People forget that wrestling isn't like it's real. There's physical aspects, but there's like, it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like people get too caught up into it. And then they like, it's just, they bring their own personal bullshit into it. It's a business. When you go to work, you don't bring your personal bullshit to work. You leave that aside. It's the same stuff. So, yeah, like, don't, don't like, shake everyone's hands. You don't know who's going to be on top. You don't know who's, you know what I mean? Like, just be respectful. Like, just shake someone's hand. Like, it's not that hard. Be like, hey, how you doing? How's everything? You know what I mean? Like, show them that you know, like, hey, I'm a wrestler just like you, and I'm working for the same goal as you. You know what I mean? We're, we're cool, like. So. Yeah, something something I hear a lot too is that like you know, as you're on your way up, you're gonna pass a lot of people, but on your way down, you're probably gonna pass those same people. So exactly, if you're not respectful, man. They you're gonna hear about it. You're gonna. That's know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, so these are all my heavy hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second best segment of the Three Count Podcast, and that is the Three Count Podcast Ten Count Questions. Now you may ask yourself, Alec, what is the number one you know, part of this program, of the part of this podcast. It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings. You can find every Sunday on our debate show. But let's get into the 10 count questions, how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you. And uh, whatever's your answer, that's your answer. All right. So I'm going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Step Brothers. Sonic or Mario? Oh, Sonic. Favorite color? Pink. Neon pink. A Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite submission? Uh, fuller leg lock. Nice. I like it. Duncans or Cumbies? Duncans. See. All right, all right. Favorite podcast? Joey Diaz. Let's go. Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Channing Thomas. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word. <laughs> um, favorite curse word's gotta be like uh motherfucker. That's is there any other one? Any other uh, one? Nah, no, no, no. Because that is the thing, like the ultimate one that you throw at people when, <laughs> when you need it. <laughs> yeah, or like, um, yeah, it's definitely like you motherfucker. 
And it could be, and it could be in so many different things, right? You look at people and like, motherfucker. Yeah, you motherfucker. Yeah, it, 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 it goes with every tone. Like, yeah. <laughs> you inquis- inquisitive, motherfucker. Yeah, like, like, yo. <laughs> like, you just confused. Like, you motherfucker. Oh, right. Shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it goes with everything. Bet. Well, those are all my heavy hitting questions and the 10 count podcast questions. But the last thing I need from you, Alec, is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. What's good? What's good? So if you're watching this podcast, it's either because you're a friend of me, you're not, you're not really a friend, you're just a fan of me, or you really like this podcast. I think it's the second one, and I also think it's the first one. I think it's a little bit of both. So what you want to do is follow this podcast, because if you haven't followed this podcast, you're a joke. If you have followed them on their social medias, you're a joke. And go follow me. Don't be a buster. Stop what you're doing. Instagram and Twitter is the same handle, at Prize City OG. Go to Facebook. My Facebook page is the Prize City OG. I also got uh, the Prize Alec Price is my fan page. Um, I got... I, I just got a TikTok. There's some via videos on there. It's the same thing. The Prize City OG. You know, come at me. Like, you know, and Snapchat's only for the woes. Also, go to my PWTs.com. I got some nice shirts on there. I also got fanny packs. I just sold out of my fanny packs and I'm getting more. So, you know, come at me. Don't be a buster. Be a part of the prizes posse. Be a G, not a flea. You feel me? <laughs> Bets. There you go. You have everything that he wants to give you. So y'all ain't trying to follow him. You know, y'all just faking out. But we got to do what we always do. And we got to do it with our favorite part of a wrestling match. Take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. And I'm your host, Clipper Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. And by now, like I said, you be calling me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficient than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering ring. And you see him right there, the Price City OG, Alec Price himself. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for the outro. And you choose another episode to listen to. Mm-hmm. Peace. Deuces. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys. And we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.